The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Daf Yud Aleph. Today's daf is being studied the Adonishmat of Raham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihanu began Aiden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied the Fuash Shalema Eliyahu Hayim ben Shafi'a Sophia. Enna Lefanalo Betoch Shar Hole Amo Israel. Amen. We begin today's daf on Yud Aleph Amud Rishon. And we are beginning on the third line. Amar of Yehuda, Amar Rav. Kol Amar'iv atzmo b'shne le'avon nitzol memita mishuna. Anybody that starves himself during the years of famine will be saved from mita mishuna, from a uh, a strange death, and not normal death. That she says mita mishuna met beherev. She's any death that's not a death in his sleep, in his bed, is considered mita mishunai, dies of famine, or dies of a sword, or any other type of situation. So the Kibara says in the Zechut, that a person's mara'iv atzmo, meaning he empathizes with his brethren. There's a famine somewhere, he has food. But because he wants to empathize with his brethren that are, that are starving, so he also limits his consumption, so he gets saved. The Pasuk says, the Pasuk is in Eov, In the famine, I redeemed you from death. So the Gemara says, if it was referring to that he's going to be saved from famine, it should have said, Mera'av Mivaile. It should say, Mera'av Padecha Bera'av. That's basically what Pasuk would say. From a famine, you will be saved in a famine. So the Pasuk's not referring to that you're going to be saved from famine. Ela Haki Kamar. Bishar Shimar'iv Atzmo Bishnere'avon in the Zikhut. That he starves himself. In the years of famine, he will be saved from Mita Mishuna. That she says, That's the key, uh, the key point over here. When Am Yisrael is in Sa'ar, and he also commiserates with them, so Bari Ulam is going to save him as well from this. Now, so again, if the Pasuk meant that. God's going to save him from the Yisurim of Ra'av in the time of Ra'av. That that's what the puzzle was coming. Again, it would have said, Mera'av, from a famine, Padecha, God will save you, Bara'av, at the time that there's a famine. Ella, we see the Pasuk. Yeah, Bera'av, Mera'av. Bera'av, Padecha, Mera'av. Fine. In a famine, God will save you from the famine. Fine. But the point is that that's not the, what the Pasuk is saying. It's saying, <laughs> So it means, that in a Ra'av, God's going to save you from death, meaning when you starve, and starve yourself at a time of famine, even when you have food. Because I'm still suffering somewhere else, so Borealam will save that person from Mita Mishuna. What exactly is the Mida connected Mida that's working over here? So the Bifashim explained like this. The first explain like this. Mikivan shemit kaber al tibo. Since he overcomes his natural desire to eat, 
מצער עצמו בזמן שלא היה צריך להצטער. So therefore, אף הטבע אינו שולט בו. So to the tell, which means uh, טבע, or it means occurrences, is not going to affect him. He's not going to get uh, hit by a car. He's not going to get, uh, you know, the different occurrences that take place in life. He'll have a, a death by the Malach HaMavit, which she calls that, which is on his, uh, on his bed. Every death, obviously, is Malach HaMavit, but some of them are more uh, natural than others. And if it will be safe from what's called Mitah Mishunah. Amar Eshlakish. Next statement. Asul Adam Neshamesh Pitato Bishnei Le'abon. A person really is forbidden to have marital relations during the time of famine. As she says, the sarikh adam den hog tsar be'asmo. Again, because the person has to commiserate with his brethren. The Jewish people are suffering. So they have a she has to be tsar himself. What's the proof of this? Ul Yosef yulad shene banim beterem tavo shenat al-av. Pasuk says that Yosef had his children prior to the Ra'av. So why does the Pasuk have to tell us that they had prior to the Ra'av? To tell us that what? That during the Ra'av itself, he uh, refrained. Look at the Taptos foot. Asul Adam neshamesh mitato b'shne Ra'avon. V'im tomar, hale yochevet nodah ben ha'chomot. V'oto ha'et et Ra'avaya. Which means, it seems to be Levi. He had yochevet when uh, they were going down to Mishraim. Now at that time over there, there was a famine in Eris Kena'am. And therefore, how did the Vi have Yochevet ben Achomot when they came down to Egypt, if that was a time of famine? For sure, that means the Vi had relation during the time of famine. Really, it's not a suit to everybody. This is a nyan of Hasidut over here. The Yosef lo shimesh avashar ben Adam shimshu. So yeah, he wants to come along and say it's a nyan of Hasidut to support. That means comes out, it was a Yosef acted like a Hasid, and Levi didn't act like a Hasid. Hard to understand this all because the Torah says, regarding when Levi amar to mecha ve'urecha leish Hasidecha. So therefore, I mean, Yosef, the Levi didn't act like a uh, Hasid. So comes the uh, other Yishonim, and they want to answer it. You have the Ritbah. Did it ba- they have it having Kena'an. So, so he explained that it ba- wants to say like this, that there's, there is an Isur Gamur. Not like Tosafot. There is Isur Gamur to have relations during Shnat uh, Le'avon. However, that's only when it's a Le'av of Yisrael. However, when it's a Le'av of the Nukhrim, you really don't have to be Mitzta'ir. So therefore, Yosef... He thought that his family was suffering Ra'av back in Kena'an. So therefore, he didn't know they had food. He thought they were suffering. So therefore, he refrained from having Tashmish because of his brothers. However, Levi, he had the food. They know their family had food. So therefore, there was no anyan for him to abstain from the, uh, from the Tashmish. That's the Ritma. The Maharsha wants to explain the words of the Tosafot over here, and he says like this to Maharsha, that really, it's Asul Gamur, again. <coughs> so Yosef, it was uh, really permissible, because he didn't nikayem mitzvah periyah verabiyah. The Gibran is going to say now, if you didn't fulfill the mitzvah of having children yet, so therefore you're really able to have during the time of uh, uh, the Avon. 
And still, he was mahmir on himself, maybe that chasidut. Now, Levi also didn't mekayim, priyav ribiyayat. He didn't mekayim this chasidut. See, now already it's uh, Yosef's chasidut, why? Really, it's Asur min ad but, but it's mutar for Yosef, technically, because of the din of priyav ribiyah. So, Yosef still was mahmir on himself, and he didn't have during the Ashtat Rahman, where Levi did not have children. Uh, I mean, and therefore he allowed himself to. Uh, so it wasn't a breach in any any hasidut over here. He wasn't noeigin himself, but he didn't make any suit over here. He did. Uh, he did what was really permissible. And that's the next camera. Tana, banim, somebody that's hasuk banim that doesn't have uh, children. That she says hasere banim. That means lacking children. That she says shlokiyem is not priyav rebiyah. Mesameshim mitotehem b'shne re'avon. Right, right. That was the best exception that was made. Correct. The Gemara Yibamot over here uh, holds the subject over here when we say Hasuchem Banim that they're permissible to have a Tashmish during Shnei Abon. How? What's the situation over here? So someone says it's Dafka Mishenu Banim Klal. We don't have children at all. But if he has a son or a daughter, even though technically he didn't fulfill it's going to be uh, still uh, asus. That's really a uh, machloket amongst the mefashim. Uh, the mefashim also want to say that you can have the tashmish until she conceives, in that case over there. And also they want to say that lil tabilaz mutar for everybody. Even people uh, that have uh, children, even in the times of shne uh, ve'abon. And someone is saying that that which we said Hasukhebanim is only on Lil Tabila. Because that's when usually the lady conceives. So you have different shitor over exactly what the extent of Hasukhebanim. Is it only uh, no children at all? Or is it actually the Mitzvah Piyavidibiyah? And when exactly is the Heter? Is it always until she conceives? Or is it Dafka on the Lil Tabila? Tarabanan. When the Jewish people are Bitsa'ar. For example, they are going through a series of fasts because of, let's say, there's no rain and things like that. And one of the people from the Sibur separates himself from the Sibur. For example, he doesn't fast with the Sibur. He's, uh, he's, he's doing his own thing. There's two angels that escort a person. The Pasuk says, That there's angels, it seems, that walk with a person to protect them. So those two angels... They place their hands on the guy's head. This fellow that separated himself from the Sibur in the time of sorrow, so he will not see and benefit from the Nehamai, will not be around for the consolation. Which means by the time this Tsar passes, this guy's not going to be around anymore. Which means, let's say there was a drought or something like that, he didn't fast, so he's not going to make it to the end. You will not see the Nehama, you will not see the good times, because you do not share in the bad times. Tanya Idak, we have a Braita, similar, another Braita. Bismacha, Sibur Shurubet Sa'ar. Sibur is involved in Sa'ar. Al Yomar Adam. Person should not say, Elech Lebeti, go to my house, Veochal, Veeshte, Veshalom Alecha Nafshi. Say, Peace be unto me. Vimoseken. If he does that, Allah Vakatuv Omer, Vihine Sason Vismha 
הרוג בקר ושחוט צאן, אכול בשר ושתות יין, אכול ושתו כי מחר נמות. Person has an attitude and says, "Eat and be merry today, but tomorrow we shall die." Maketi batle. What does it say regarding this fellow? Venegle beozne Hashem sorot im yichupar haavon azelachem ad temutun. Means this person with that attitude, he's not going to get kapara for this sin until his death, which means he's going to have to die because of it. Ad kan midat. This is the. People say eating, eating yes. Yeah. This is talking about a Benoni guy. A Benoni guy who is not a Rasha Gamur. He has Averot, he has Mitzvot. This guy is not a bad guy, as the next guy we're going to talk about. Because this guy over here at least recognizes Ki Maham Namut. He knows the consequences of his uh, actions. He believes in, 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 in what Tachamim say. He just says, listen, I'm not going to enjoy myself, and whatever's going to happen tomorrow is going to happen tomorrow, but eat and be merry today. So at least this guy, we call him a, a Benoni. However, what's the Rishayim? Avat Midat Rishayim Maketiv. What's the Pasuk say? Give me the full Pasuk. Etayu Ekhayayin. Let's come together. Let's take wine. Vinisbeashikar. And we'll drink, uh, you know. Intoxicating beverages. And we'll do it as well tomorrow. Jeez, this guy over here is worse because he doesn't believe he's going to die even. The same party we're making today, we'll do it again the next day. That's right, Asha. What does it say after regarding this fellow? Hatsadik Avad. Hatsadik passes on. The Sadiq is lost. And nobody pays attention. That before the impeding Ra'a comes, God takes away the Tzaddikim, because He's going to bring Hasbe Shalom a catastrophe to the world. So when the Tzaddik passes away, before the Ra'a is going to come, and that's what's going to happen to these uh, the Sha'im over here. They're going to suffer great Hasbe uh, Shalom catastrophe as a result of their behavior. As she says, because this fellow over here was not mitzayir uh, in the ra'ah of the people, and that's going to be the the gezera in front of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. The shna acharina ki mepene ra'ah neesaf asadik mepene ra'ot shel elu because of the Bad of these people who neesaf God takes away the tzaddik. God doesn't want the tzaddik to be around. That the tzaddik will pray for these guys. So because of their evil, God is going to take away the tzaddikim. So that we know want to request mercy for these rishayim, and therefore we're going to have only that tzaddik. They're not going to have any uh, anybody to save them. And the first explanation is that before the Gezerah comes, before the impeding Gezerah comes, God will take the Tzaddik, so the Rasha now uh, dies alone, he's not going to have any Tzaddikim that have to suffer with him. But the point is, these people are going to have a, uh, it's not even a Kapara. The, the first one it says that they have a Kapara. It seems these people over here is not going to even be an atonement. Okay.
Ramzi Gamaran says, Further, Ela, Yitzahir Adami Masibur. person is supposed to commiserate and empathize and feel the pain with the Sibur. Shechen Matzinu B'Moshe Rabbeinu, Shitzahir Atzmoi Masibur. How do you see Moshe Rabbeinu's Metzahir himself with the Sibur? Shunayimar Videh Moshe Kebedim. During the war, when the Jewish people were fighting Amalek, it says Moshe Rabbeinu raised his hands. So it says Moshe Rabbeinu's hands became heavy. Vayikhu Eben, Vayasimu Tachtav, Vayeshev Aleha. So they brought Moshe Rabbeinu a rock, and he sat on the rock. V'chidu ayalu lemoshe kar achat, or keset achat. Well, they couldn't get Moshe Rabbeinu a pillow, or a keset, like a, a, a chair or a couch. L'shev aleha, helakach amar Moshe, ho'il v'yisrael shirim betzahar, afani yiyeh amayim betzahar. And the Jewish people are fighting a war. There's no time now to sit on a comfortable uh, couch or a chair. So therefore he says, I will be... With Sa'ar, with them also. V'cholam etsa'ir atzmoim ha-sibur, zokhe v'ru'e ben hamat sibur. On the flip side, anybody that's with Sa'ir himself with the sibur, will merit uh, to see the hamat sibur, the consolation of the sibur, meaning they'll see the trouble pass. V'shemi yomar adam. The person might say to himself, mi mi'id bi? Who's going to testify? Who knows? Which means everybody else is fasting. This guy's at home eating, enjoying himself. I might say, who's going who's gonna to testify against me? Who knows? So the Gebarah said, you know who the witnesses are going to be? Abneh betoshel adam. The stones of the of his wall, meaning in his house, the stones themselves are going to come up and testify what they saw. This fellow do. Vekorot betoshel adam mi'idim bo. The korot, the beams of his house. So even if a person is in private, the uh, walls have eyes, as they say. And therefore, the walls themselves, the beams, are going to come up to Shamayim, 120, and testify again. Shnei Amar, Ki even mekir tzak, because the stone from the wall will scream. Vechafis meetz yanena. Kapis is half a brick. It seems that that used to have a style of building. It used to have wood uh, like uh, beams, and in between the wood beams, like half bricks, they would have called the kapis. So the kapis also is going to answer, meaning in the shamayim. And she says kapis. Hatzile benav regidim titab ben shtein itbechia aitzim. They're placed like a half brick uh, style between the two rows of uh, wood. Which means the two angels, as we learned, that escort a person to protect him, they are going to testify against him. The person's soul, his neshama itself, is going to testify against him. The one that rests in your bosom. Who's the one that rests in your bosom? The neshama. And therefore, shemot pithapicha. Watch what comes out of your mouth. Because what's coming out of your mouth is being recorded by the neshama. And therefore, you say, who heard me? Nobody knows what I said. And therefore, it's going to come and testify against you. The actual limbs, the bones of the body that were involved in the sin itself, they're going to come up and incriminate the person. You, you body, you limbs, you are my witnesses, says the Kadosh Baruch Hu. Comes the Gemara and continues. 
Right? Atim, atim is plural, it's referring to all the limbs of a person's body. Pasuk says, El emuna ve'en avil. Now, this Gemara is going to discuss the age-old question of why sometimes we see that Sadiqim, uh, they suffer, and other times we see that the Sha'im, that they prosper. Sadiq ve'ra'lo, rasha ve'tovdo. So the Gemara now analyzes it based on these Pesukim. El emuna, God is a truthful, honest, loyal, there is no iniquity, there is no uh, uh, wrong or uh, uh, perversion uh, of justice where God is. El emunah, where do we see the emunah, the trust, and the truthfulness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's justice? Just like the Rishayim are going to get punished, even on a small, small minor sin, which is God's not going to let them off anything. You don't think... That added the shame once they were under the shame level, they only get punished for the great crimes. No, the judge, judgment is meticulous. They're going to get judged even on Avirakala in Olam Abba, Shehosin, that they did. Kach nefra'in minat tzaddikim be'olam hazeh al Avirakala Shehosin. Which means so too that tzaddikim in Olam hazeh get punished even for the smallest sin that they commit. And therefore the Gemara is opting and saying here that it's possible that tzaddik will suffer in this world because God is punishing him. Very rarely do we find that you have a tzaddik that doesn't commit any sins. Even the greatest tzaddik has a small uh, sin. And therefore Borei Olam, just like he punishes the Rishayim for their small sins in Olam Abba, he will punish the tzaddikim also for their small sins just like Borelam is going to reward the tzaddikim in Olam Abba even for the smallest mitzvah that they fulfilled Again, don't think that God is going to reward them generally. No, it's meticulous. Even the smallest mitzvah that the tzaddik fulfilled, there's going to be sakhar for it. Well, there's no, there's no double standard. That means the rasha in this world also is going to be rewarded, even for the smallest mitzvah that he fulfilled. And therefore, sometimes you see a situation of rasha vetovlo. You see a rasha that's having a good life because he's getting paid back for the smallest mitzvah that he fulfilled uh, in his life. Viyasharu. The Yashar means God is Yashar, literally straight. So comes the Gemara and says, what does this mean? Melamed, I'm reading the Masorit Hashas. Melamed shebish'at betirato shel adam lebet olamo. When a person passes on to his world, kol mo'asav, all his deeds, nifratin lefanav. They become uh, itemized in front of him. All his deeds come in front of him, one by one. The umrimlo, and they ask the uh, the person, kach vekach asita, or they tell him, kach vekach asita bimkom ploni beyom ploni. Is it so that you committed this transgression on this day at that place? Was that you? The umir, and he's going to say, in yes. The Omrim lo hatom. Okay, sign. Sign the, the, the document over here that that was indeed you. Vechotem. And he signs. Shane'emar, beyad kol adam yahtom. Velo od ela shimadzdik ala vetadin. 
he comes along, the fellow, and he's going to justify the deen against him. He's going to say, whatever they do to me, they're right, because I'm guilty. Jeez, they're, going to, they're going to admit guilt. He's going to say to the bed deen, dantuni. You judged me correctly. Rashi says, Sadiq Vyashar. Matzdik Adin Ala Tzadikim, Lifroa Mehem, Veose Tobabi Yashtum and Shaim, Lifroa Kosukutam Baolamaze, Kede Litordan. So that she just explains to us why God punishes the Sadikim in this world. It's in order to give them Alamaba straight. And why God rewards the Rishaim in this world, Kede Litordan, in order to remove them from any benefit from Olam Abba. That's part of the justice as well. That the Rasha gets a good existence here, the Shamedam Adehad, to be eternally destroyed over there. Next Rashi, Biyad Kol Adam Yachtom, Kotev Maaseh Kol Adam Umahtim, and he signs, Yad Kol Adam Maasav. Right, you have to sign, sign off. I'm not to stack with Dovrecha, Shumazdik Alab, with Dovrecha Shatamare, on the words, that Borei Olam is going to show him, meaning on the paper of all the sins, in the subject, he's going to sign off and say, that whatever you uh, have done to me, it is uh, justified. Okay, now we go into a new, new topic. We go into a topic over here of an individual fasting. How does the Gemara look at somebody that wants to accept upon himself a Tani Jahid, a voluntary fast? Do we look at voluntary fasting as a positive, as a good thing, or do we look at it as a negative? The Gemara says, Amar Shemuel, Kola Anybody that sits in fast, Nikra Chote, is considered a sinner. Now, why is he considered a, a sinner? Savar Kihaitana. He's following the opinion that says, Detanya, Rabbi Lazar, Kefar, Rabbi Omer. Matan Mudomar, what does this Pasuf say by the Nazir? Now again, a Nazir is somebody that uh, accepts upon himself restrictions not to drink uh, wine, not to have grapes, any derivatives of these items, and he accepts upon himself not to cut his hair, and also not to metameh to metim. Okay, that's the Nazir. So it says, let's say in the event the Nazir came in contact with a corpse, so it has to be a Qurban. So the Pasuk says, He'll have to make a Qurban of atonement for the sin that he did ala nefesh. Now, the Gabbara says, By becoming contaminated, he didn't make a sin with the nefesh. Ala nefesh sounds like he killed somebody. So he has to make kapara for the sin that he made ala nefesh. So the Gabbara says, what, what, what nefesh exactly did he make a sin with? Yeah, instantly he came in contact with a corpse, but that's how he made a sin with the nefesh. What is this? Uh, what is this referring to? So the Gemara says, "Ela Yeah, you know whose nefesh he sinned with? His own nefesh, because he abstained from drinking wine, and therefore he caused himself tsar. So the mere fact, every nazir is guilty according to this, that really a guy who accepts upon himself a vow to abstain from drinking wine, he need kapara for that. Because the Torah says you're allowed to drink wine. So what are you self-inflicting yourself all of a sudden now, and you're taking away a permissible item? So the Kabbalah says, Ba'alu devarim kalva homer. Uma zeh shilotzi'ir atzmo ila minayayin ikrachot 
If this guy, he didn't accept upon himself a fast. He just accepted upon himself an abstination against wine and still the Torah calls him a sinner. Although also a person accepts upon himself an abstention from eating in totality, certainly he's going to be considered a sinner. So that's the opinion of Shemuel. He makes a kavachomer from a nazir. And why, why is the nazir called the chote? Why? Because he refrained himself from one permissible item in this world, wine. Kavachomer, a person that abstains himself from all food in general, certainly is going to be considered a sinner. So comes the Gemara and says, why? Because you're punishing your body. Gemara says, Rabbi Lazar Omer, Nikra Kadosh. To the other spectrum, side of the spectrum. Rabbi Lazar says, a fellow that accepts upon himself a ta'anit is actually considered holy. Shrey Amar, Kadosh Yeh Gadel Pera Se'ar Rosho. Which means the one that grows his hair, that's the Nazir, is going to considered what? Kadosh. If a guy only abstains from wine, and the Torah calls him Kadosh, that's the Nazir, this fellow that abstained from everything, from all food, is considered Kadosh. So both rabbis learn from the same source, the Nazir. Is he a Choteh or is he a Kadosh? What does Shemuel do with the Pasuk of Kadosh? No, that's going on the hair. I mean, you should know, the Nazir's hair is Kadosh. When he cuts it, you have to treat it with Kedusha, meaning it is Asur Behana'ah. And you cannot benefit from his hair. Not talking about the guy himself. Kadosh, the Pera, the, the, the hair that he has. Azar, Hanikra Chote. Oh, but what does Rabbi Azar do with the Pasuk of Shemuel? The Pasuk says, Bechiper, Adav, Me'asher Chata, Ala Nefesh. So the Gemara says, Ahu. Yeah, that's about a specific Nazir. That's about the guy that contaminated himself. Which means since he contaminated himself with the nefesh, he touched a corpse. So Which means on the nefesh that he touched, because he came in contact with a corpse, so therefore he needs kapara. But a regular Nazir that didn't come in contact with uh, 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 a corpse... He's Kadosh. Therefore, do not learn it. Vichiper Allah never saw about himself. No, it's referring to the one that um, he was not careful, and that's why he became Tamer, and that's why he needs Kapara. Mm-hmm. Which opinion we'll see now. Comes the Gibran says, Azar Did Rabil Azar truly say that the fellow that fasts is considered Kadosh? says, A person should uh, analyze himself, or estimate himself, or look at himself. He has to look at himself as if there's kadosh that is resting in his intestines. What does that mean? As she says, Ki'ilu kol me'av kadosh. Look at your intestines, meaning your stomach, for example. Look at it as if it is holy. And therefore you're not allowed to weaken them. Now, literally we had this pasuk earlier, that God says that until your in your midst, in Jerusalem, of below, 
there's going to be Kedusha. God says, I'm not going to enter Jerusalem up above. Because God commiserates with His people as well. God says, I'm not going to enter Jerusalem Shemala until Kadosh, until Jerusalem Shemata is sanctified. But here the Gemara is giving a play on the words. Bikirbecha Kadosh. Bikirbecha is your Kerabayim, your intestines. You should look at your intestines as if what? They are Kadosh. And therefore, what? Don't fast. Then who made this statement? Rabbi Al-Azhar. So make up your mind. You're the one that just said that a person who fasts is considered Kadosh. Now you tell me, no, you have to look at your intestines that they're Kadosh, that we shouldn't uh, strain them. You shouldn't strain them in a fast. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, Ki'ilu kol me'av Kadosh v'asul achrishan de'achi ma'ashma b'kirbecha Kadosh kilomar de'asul et'anot b'kirbecha Kadosh l'shad de'kla Kadosh b'shvil she'kadosh sharui b'tsa'ar because uh, because uh, a Kadosh Baruch Hu is going to miss, uh, Messiah himself. That was a simple explanation. I'm not going to go to Yerushalayim in heaven until Yerushalayim on earth is established. And is this the rim is when it comes to the Kedbeka Kadosh? That your intestines are holy. That she actually says, Ki'ilu Kadosh HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He says, you should make it as if HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in your intestines. Atkadekach. So the Gemara answers, La Kashya. Ha de Matzilat Sa'ulin Afsheh. Ha de lo Matzilat Sa'ulin Afsheh. Depends. If he's able to handle it, or he's not able to handle it. Tashi. Ha de Matzilat Sa'ulin Afsheh. Shiachol Lisbola Ta'ani. If his body is strong enough, he's able to endure the fast. Mishabihwa Kadosh Baruchu. Then already you consider it Kadosh. Ala Mishinu Yachol Ta'anot. But if you can't handle it, then already you're punishing yourself. Then already it's not uh, proper. So even if Azar concedes, that a person that gets, let's say, sick, was unable to, you know, fast because it causes him to become uh, unhealthy because of it, as a result of it, then he agrees. Then already not supposed to metane. Uh, then already you have to look as if kadosh is betoch me'aicha, and you have to not uh, weaken it. But if a person can't handle it, so then already it's considered praiseworthy. Comes the Gemara continues. Veshtakish. Veshtakish comes along and says... Nikra Hasid. He's called a Hasid. Shneemar Gomel Nafsho Ish Hasid. Veocher Sheero Akzar. Now, is this who's called the Hasid? The one that fasts or the one that doesn't fast? So let's read Rashi. Nikra Hasid. Hamitane. Simple, the one that fasts. It's Hasid Dekhtiv. Gomel nafsho ish Hasid. Now what does the word Gomel mean? If you remember in the Torah, when a child is weaned uh, off his mother, right? It's called Vayigamal. Meaning he, he abstains now from the milk of his mother. So Gomel nafsho, one that abstains himself. He's Gomel nafsho. He refrains, meaning refrains from what? From eating. Ish Hasid. He's considered what? A Hasid. So that she says, Mafrish atzmomi ma'akal umishteh. Kemo beyomi gamel et yishak. Iname gomel lashon tigmol. Or we can say, oh, he pays. Ligmol is also to pay. Gomel hasadim tobim. Or you pay. Gomel nafsho. He gives his soul to Kadosh Baruch Hu. How do you give your body and soul over to Kadosh Baruch Hu? You fast. So therefore he's considered what? Ish Hasid. And what does the end of the Pasuk say? Ve'ocher she'ero, akzar. 
But on the other side, that if a person hurts himself by fasting, then it's considered cruel. So it seems the Shtakish is also saying the same thing as the Hidut that we made in the Bir Azar. If you're able to mitzahir yourself, already he's calling him Hasid. Because the first rabbi called him Kadosh, he calls him Hasid. However, if you're not able to, to fast, and you fast nonetheless, then already you're punishing your body, and you're hurting yourself, that already is called, according to Rashi, and the Pasuk is calling him an Akhzar. Look at the second Tosafot over here on the Amud Bet, Gomel Nafsho. Now we learned that Rashi, Gomel Nafsho Ish Hasid, that's somebody that does fast. It's called Hasid, right? Look at Tosafot. So Tosfor has a totally different understanding of Evdash Takish. He said the exact opposite. Gomel Nafsho, guy does a favor to his body. How do you do a favor to your body? Eat. And then Ish Hasid, that's considered already a Hasid. And therefore, according to Tosafot, the whole Pasuk is really saying the same uh, point. One that eats is called the Hasid. Ve'ocher besaron. So whether it's abstain from eating, Aksar, he's considered a cruper. So that's a uh, kind of fantastic machloket um, between the Shri and the Tosafot. Now let's continue. Amar of Sheshat. Rav Sheshat says, Hai bar berav, tiyativ betanita. That's a Talmud Yeshiva, Yeshiva student. That decides he wants a fast. Let the dog eat his si'uda. Which means, this is not considered a beneficial fast. We look at it as if, the reason why he didn't eat is because the dog ate his meal. Meaning, uh, we don't give him any uh, credit. As if we say, oh, the guy, guy starved himself uh, because uh, the dog ate his uh, si'uda, that they didn't have anything to eat. Now, what's the logic? Why we're we considering it a uh, a problem like that? So, someone is saying that's talking about again a yeshiva student that studies Torah and he's unable to to withstand the fast, and therefore, according to this, what's going to end up happening? He's not going to be able to learn with the proper strength that he would normally be able to do, and therefore, what are you doing? It really, it's not uh, it's not the proper. It's not acceptable. Now, the Gemara goes on a different point for a moment. It's going to come back to this. It's different to sell it in this Gemara, because here the Gemara jumps to a different statement, totally unrelated. This is going to come back to this issue. The Gemara now says, Amar Birmiyah, Bar Abba, En ta'anit sibur bebabel, Ela tash'ah be'ab bilbad. It's a different point. Regarding ta'anit sibur, uh, public fasts in Babel, the only public fast they did in Babel was tash'ah be'ab. Tarit Sibur means a Tarit that has all the Humrot. Meaning, they start from the evening, they don't have to bathe, no anointing yourself, no leather shoes, that's considered the stringency of Tarit Sibur. So the only Tarit Sibur with Rabbanan, of course, not talking about Yom Kippur. The only Tarit Sibur would be the Shabbat. What does the Gemara mean to say? Since in Bavir there was a lot of rain, it was a swampy area, so you never had issues of rain fests. Right, there were no droughts. Like an Eretz Yisrael, they would have Talit Sibur. They would call uh, the fast. The Yehudi would fast, and if uh, by Rosh Chodesh Kislev, the, the, the people would fast. So just coming to say that in Bavel, basically the only uh, fast was Tisha uh, B'Av. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, "En Talit Sibur be Bavel, 
Now when it says uh, uh, Babel, so uh, some want to learn that this is not only uh, Babel, but this is talking about all areas, according to the Shia at least, that are like Babel, that are not subject to uh, these type of Taniyot, because they have sufficient rain. So it comes out according to the Ramban, the Ramban asks the question, he says, comes out that if you have a country that's not like Babel, that needs rain, and the Khrabi would have to, you know, call these drought fests, and you would make a regular Tarit uh, Sibur. Because that's the reason of Rashi, that only in Babel, though, because it's a rainy and it's, a, it's an irrigated area, so therefore all the areas that are similar to Babel. But an area that's not similar to Babel, the will be subject to these Taniyot. Okay. Comes the Gemara and says, V'amar bir miyabar abam anashlakish, en tamid hakam rashay l'shev b'ta'anit. I'm going back to the other subject. Atimi hakam is not allowed really to, or in a rashay, it's not proper for him to fast. Why? M'penesh m'ma'et b'mlechet shamayim. Because again, he's going to minimize his service to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He's going to be able to learn with the same uh, strength and the same uh, kohot. Now, the Magir Abraham brings down in Siman Tafkuf Ayn Alif that some want to say that a Tamir Hakam even, that let's say a certain Avonot that he wants to Mechaper, uh, so then already he's able to, uh, to fast. But the Shlach Kadosh does bring down that it's better for the Tamir Hakam to learn a little more and make extra tefillot, and that's better than fasting, because it's gonna, could be it's going to take away from his actual limud. That's again, all talking about ta'anit, yahid. Okay? Comes the Gemara and continues. We learned in the Mishnah, Okhlim v'shotin v'shachashecha. Okay, we learned in the Mishnah that on the first three fasts that the Hadim fast, and the first three fasts that the Sibur fast as well, they're allowed to eat at night. And the fast does not start until the morning. Now the Gemara discusses the Halakha. Amar Rabbi Zi'ira. Amar Avuna. This is the case of a Yahid. Shekibel Alav Ta'anit. An individual, he accepted upon himself a private fast. That she says, Me'etmol. And he made a declaration, I am going to sit in the fast tomorrow. It doesn't matter, even if he ate the whole night. But the next day, even though you want to argue, say, well, the night is part of the day. Technically, he ate already. Now, even so that he ate the whole night, he is able to say, Anenu. In the Amida, Afidu Akal Gemara, Veshatakola Laila, Lemaharu Mitpalel, Tefilat Tanit. Rashi says, the Mahar, actually, no, that's what he said. Lan Betanito. Now let's say what happened was, he fasted the whole day, and now he continued his fast in the subsequent night. Lan Betanito, he went to sleep, still fasting. So now he slept out all night. Eno mitpalel, what's that bet? Okay. He does not say anenu uh, at that time. What time is that? Look at that sheet. 
למחה, לאן בתעניתו? באותו תענית שקיבל עליו, שלא אחר במוצאי תעניתו. He didn't end up eating on מוצאי תענית, ולאן כל אותו הלילה לשם תענית עד הבוקר. And you know what he said? You know what? I'm going to continue my fast. I'm going to fast until, uh, until the next day. למחר אמת פרטיפילת תענית, the next morning in שחרית, he doesn't say עננו. אינו יכול להתפלל, מוזדובב, אינו יכול להתפלל, עננו, קודם שיאכל, כדי לצאת ידי חובת תענית של לילה. אינו תקנוני, he made a new fast upon himself. He fasted another situation at night. אף על פי שהוא יום אחד, even though it's the same day, now in the morning, the night before is considered the same, uh, the same zone. Like it says, כדי כתיב ויהיה ויהיה בוקר, יום אחד. וכמה מפרש ואזיד, מי כסבה רבונה, מי טעמה אם מפלל מחר עננו. לכאורה, if he made a new fast upon himself at night, he should be able to say עננו at least in the morning. So why does רבונה say that he does not say עננו? So it's strange. In the first case, he ate at night, but he can say עננו in the morning. Here, he fasted at night, mm-hmm. but the next morning, he doesn't say עננו. So I'm going to try to understand what's the sevara of רבונה. אמר רב יוסף, מי כסבה רבונה. What is the logic of Ravuna? Svira le, does he hold en mitanim lishaot? Maybe he holds like this. There's no such thing as taani uh, shaot. Which means this guy over here, you accept upon yourself a, uh, a fast for the evening. That's called taani shaot. That's not a fast, it's a full day. You can't accept upon yourself a, uh, a small period of time. Mm-hmm. For example, fasting at night, that's called ta'anit sha'ot. That doesn't uh, qualify as a ta'anit. Odilma, mitanim l'sha'ot. Or maybe no, maybe you can't accept upon yourself a ta'anit sha'ot. But, mitanim l'sha'ot, inu mitpalit flat ta'anit. But maybe regarding the anenu situation, you don't say aninu on a tefillat on a ta'ani cha'ot. So Amr le'abayye. So Abayye gives a third option. And this is his answer. Le'olam kasaba ravuna mit'anim l'sha'ot. Really old, you can't be mit'anim l'sha'ot. Da mit'anim l'sha'ot mit'pale tefillat ta'anit. And really, if you have this ta'ani cha'ot, you can even say tefillat aninu. So what's the case of Evishani Hacha? Ti'ikra sha'ot delilya the situation over here is that he didn't accept this Ta'anit Sha'ot from the beginning. What did this guy do? He started fasting from the day from the morning. But he accepted that fast already. Then what happened? The night came. In the middle of the night he said, you know what? I'm fasting already. Alright, I'll, uh, I'll continue to the morning. But Ta'anit Sha'ot. You can do Ta'anit Sha'ot. But you have to accept it, you have to accept it before the time. You can't accept the tiny shot in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the time, and therefore this means if this guy would have went right before sunset, and he would have said, you know what, I want to make a tiny shot now, I want to continue fasting this night, I want to go until the next morning. Beautiful, you can make tiny shot. But since you accepted it uh, before the time, you can even say anenu. But what happened with this guy was he didn't have kabana per se at the time of sunset for tiny. He just not betani to. He went to sleep in his ta'anit, early tomorrow morning. And in the middle of it, he said, you know what, I'll call it a fast. That's like I said already, a Kabbalah. And therefore, you cannot say anenu in such a case. Let's read Rashi now. Pirush, first wide line. And the shorter wide lines. Pirush, my kasabar of huna, en mit'anin l'sha'ot kilomar. Had the kamar l'machar en mit'palet tifra ta'anit. Lekach eno mit'palet de kabbalah ta'anit zeh, eno kabbalah. Ve'eno ta'anit klal. 
One option is there's no such thing as Tanit Sha'ot. And really what he's doing at night is nothing. So much so, And if you say there's no such thing as Tanit Sha'ot, the guy doesn't have to finish it at night. He's able just to continue to eat if he wants. Right? He didn't accept upon himself the Tanit of Laila from the day before. It just got dark by itself. Right? And he came to eat. Then he changes my what? I'm not going to eat. Originally, when the night came, the guy was having attention to eat. He said, you know what, I changed my mind. So that's one explanation that maybe, maybe there's no such thing, this is not called a ta'ani chaot. Why? Because the guy's kavana was not for ta'anit. And then this was not count. Maybe I'll tell you, what this guy did, it's really called a fast. Which means, could be, I'll tell you, at this point, we think where the Tanit Sha'ot is, you can even accept it upon yourself in the middle. This guy's sitting down for dinner, he says, you know what? Pass. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue. We'll call that a Tanit Sha'ot. But what? He has to fast. However, you can even eat, by the way. Forget about anenu. You don't even have a ta'anit. Second side of the coin is, no, this is, this is considered a ta'anit. I don't care if you change your mind, and as long as you didn't eat, you're still considered the ta'ali. But what? It's not a significant fast to say anenu. So the Gebara now gives a third interpretation. That's Rashi. The Olam Kasavat Abaye. The Almad the Mitani Nishaot. Really, you're allowed to do a Tani Shot. The Mitani Nishaot with Pelitva Tani, and you can print Tani as well. The Acha, my Tamim Pelitva Tani. The Shani Acha Echad the Tana Itmon. The case of where you fasted the day before. Ubalayla Lan Betar the Lo Kibla Elave. See, now it's falling off the first opinion. The first opinion said, no, a tiny child is even considered if you didn't accept it. So long as you didn't eat, you're okay. This opinion says, no, 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 a tiny child has to have an official Kabbalah. And therefore, since you didn't accept it, in the middle of your tiny child, now you accepted it. That's not considered acceptance. Just like a regular tiny you have to accept it the day before. Here also, if you would accept it in the beginning of the night, you would have been okay. Shlokim ben'alav ta'anit zeh, b'fna'at smo, me'etmo, k'derek she'al ta'anit l'sha'ot, v'no hashu et palel alav, anenu. And therefore, it's not hashub enough to say anenu in such a, in such a case. So we explain Abayeh. He says like this, Kolobar, imotu adam ayam ikabel al atzmo b'ferush me'etmol. He would have accepted it, let's say, b'ferush. Oh, afilu aharit tahilat al-layla. Or even right after the night started, the Ta'anot Ada Boker, who Hayav the Kayem at Kabbalato. He must fulfill his Kabbalah, the Gamma Yam Pitzvah Ta'anit. Kayem Ta'anit Ta'anit Chaot, the Pitzvah Ta'anit. Omnam, Ravunam, the Bear Badam Shloki, where Atzmo Bifirush Tam Chikat Ta'anit Ada Boker. He didn't explicitly say that I'm going to continue this Ta'anit until the morning. Vidwayarot say, Hayayachol have Sikat Ta'anit Tobe Emsa Alana Vilechol. Yeah, he's learning. He wants to say, no, no, according to Abayyad, that's not considered a ta'anit sha'ot. Ufichach, abshabimit, lo'achal ad-aboker. 
Now even though this guy, he was mahmir on himself, he didn't eat till the morning. So again, according to the way they understood this, Shittat Rashi, they're telling you, uh, it's not a ta'ni, again, it's, it's either a ta'ni cha'ot or it's not a ta'ni cha'ot. There's no, there's no middle road here. Ta'ni cha'ot is if you do it the right way. You gotta accept it with a Kabbalah before, and you have to then say anin as well. If you didn't do that, so what is it? There's no, there's no middle road of it. It is or it isn't. So it's not a ta'ni cha'ot. Not ta'ni cha'ot, you'll have to even eat. Then that's the way they're saying that she understands. That's the way they're explaining it according to the uh, Bach as well. Okay, so other she thought that are uh, different. Okay, we continue. Comes the Gemara and says, "Mor Ukbah eklali Ginzak." Mor Ukbah came to the city of Ginzak. Ba'ominev. So they asked from the rabbi a couple of questions. Number one, they asked him, "Mitanim l'shaot or ain't mitanim l'shaot?" The first question: uh, Can you be mitanim? Is there a concept of tanim shaot or not? Lo habab yade. He didn't have the answer. The uh, barrels of the goyim, that they have their wine in it. Now their wine isn't it anymore. It just has the bela of their wine. Right. Is the, the, uh, or the vessels themselves have in their walls absorbed some of their wine. So you allowed to put your wine, now kosher wine, in their empty barrels. You cleaned it out. What's the question? Well, maybe some of the wine of the goyim, you have the flavor that's going to come out into your wine. And the wine of the goyim is asur. So he said, kankanim shil nukhrim, asurim umutarim. Look at Rashi. Kankanim shil heres. Actually, they're made out of earthenware. Shemakhnisim beim yain lekiyum. Asur ishtamesh beim. Okay, the Kamala is going to answer that. Lo adabi, I didn't have the answer. Third question I asked him. Beimash shimesh moshe kol shivat shimeam biluim. But we know Moshe Rabbeinu, the seven days of Biluim, that was the seven days before the Mishkan actually opened up, where Aharon took over and became the Kohen Gadol. Mm-hmm. So Moshe Rabbeinu brought Korbanot during the seven days prior to the opening of the Mishkan. That was called the seven days of Biluim. So the Gabbana wants to know, they asked Morokba, what was he wearing? What type of clothes did he wear? Did he wear the clothes of the Kohen Gadol? He was not a Kohen Gadol. Did he wear regular plain clothes? I mean, he's serving. What, what, what exactly did Moshe Rabbeinu wear during the Zayin Yameh Biluim? Lo ava biyadeh. He didn't know that either. Azal b'shayid b'midrasha. So Moravah went to the bit midrash to get clarity on these cases. Amru le. To your first question, ilcheta b'tanim l'shaot with palim tefilat ta'anit. Number one, like we learned from Abaye, there is a content of, of tefilat ta'anit uh, shaot, and some of that first ta'anit shaot indeed can say anen. Vilcheta kan kanim shel nochrim lahad shenim asar chodesh mutarim. And the kankanim of the goyim, after 12 months, then already we're going to say, it is mutara. She says, Whatever yayin nesek that's in the walls becomes pagum. It becomes distasteful, and therefore no problem. What does that mean? It means you have to fill the barrels with water, keep the water in the barrel for 24 hours, empty it, fill it up again with water, and do that three consecutive times. That's the way you'd extract the wine from the walls of the barrel. But that's only if you're using it within 12 months. If you're using it after 12 months, you don't have to make a roi, you can just use it straight. Regarding the last question. With a white robe, white cloak, 
רב כהנא מתי בחלוק לבן שאין לו אמרה. Now, question Now why wouldn't he do that? Because he didn't want to have a hashad on himself. That what could be, they're going to think he's taking some of the money of the Kodesh and he's you know, putting it in the cuff. He's stealing it. And the Pasuk says, mm-hmm. So therefore he didn't make any hem on the bottom. Others explain that normally when you, when you make a garment, you make it in components. You make the centerpiece of the garment. Then you make the sleeves separately and you stitch the sleeves and you attach it to the garment. Once already there's stitching, so again there's room to, to maybe hide something in between the stitches. So Elo Imrat did not have the <coughs> stitching. There was just one, a solid piece. Again, for the same, uh, for the same uh, purpose. Others say Imrat is like the tassels that they add to the bottom of the garment. They would normally to adorn a garment, they make it nice, they put the tassels on the bottom. They didn't want to uh, give the impression that... Um, that Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, that this was a permanent garment. Moshe Rabbeinu was out to Kohen Gadol. And therefore they made it a temporary looking garment, She'en lo imra, that did not have these uh, tassels that were placed on the bottom. Let's see how that she learns now. Safa is like a, um, a lip or a, uh, a, a, a hem, like you said, kilomar. Tahuvaya mahut mehut echad, kola haluk. Meaning it was made from one, one sewing. They look at begadim shelanu. Not like our garments. Not like our garments that we attach these sleeves by sewing it. Why? Because they didn't want to get what they didn't want to be suspected. Which is maybe in that safah. How you learning Shema Be'otah Safa Hotsi Ma'otek Desh? Ma'otek Kodesh? No, no, I understand that. Does it mean that he uh, he's going to... Yeah, it sounds like he's going to... He's going to take them. He's going to be able to hide the uh, coins uh-huh. in that out. area. Therefore, he made a garment that's great, very clean. There's no room for, uh, you know, stashing or hiding any coins in any hidden place. Baruch Amen.